1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Laravel News Podcast. Again, this week we have with us another one of the speakers who's going to be giving a talk at Laracon. Mr. Tom Schlick is joining us on the show. Tom, welcome. Hey, how's
0: it going?
1: Going well, going well. Hey, uh, we uh, met, I think, at Laracon in New York in 2015, I think. I
0: believe so. Uh, Briefly we-
1: in the lobby, maybe, I yeah, think. Yeah, I believe so. And then uh, last year, we had a head-on-head battle to see who could (laughs) most quickly develop a HTTP2 middleware for Laravel Right after uh, Ben Ramsey's talk about HTTP2. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, yeah, glad to have you on the show today. And uh, so we're just going to kind of go through the standard questions here, get to know a little bit about you. So we'll start off from there. So uh, for those people who don't know you or aren't familiar with you, could you tell us who you are, where you're from, and where you work?
0: Uh, yeah. So my name is Tom Schlick. Uh, that's Tom Schlick on Twitter. Um, I'm from Pittsburgh, PA, uh, and I work for a company called Run My Business. And basically, we uh, we develop software for the commercial real estate industry. So we help them manage, market, and sell uh, properties. So
1: Very cool. Yeah. We actually got a chance to talk for a little bit before the show. Poor Michael Dorinda. Oh, I'm so sad <laughs> for him right now. He had some technical difficulties this morning. We started... You know getting the google hangout going and it sounded like there was like gunfire at his house and it was a little bit scary but apparently his usb flaked out uh and so he lost some stuff so sad day yeah. for michael but as a result tom and i got a chance to talk a little bit uh about what he's doing at work and it sounds like you guys are up to some some pretty cool stuff so yeah, very cool. I'll have to check that out. So something we like to ask all of our guests is just about kind of your journey into development and uh, where you first really became interested in computers and programming. So uh, would you like to talk about that just for a couple minutes?
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I've always been really interested in computers, but I never really started developing anything until, uh, until actually we, uh, my friend had a, uh, Halo 2 clan for uh, for Xbox
1: <laughs> nice. and
0: we, we wanted a website for it so I bought an HTML book. I was probably like 13 or 14 at the time bought an HTML book and then realized oh crap I, I need you know PHP to do this uh, to do some of the things we wanted to do um, and actually uh, the, the PHP side was it was a funny journey. Um, I actually tried to start learning ASP uh, not even ASP.NET, ASP um, because that's what I saw that was, you know, there were a bunch of articles, uh, back then on that. And I found out that the server that I was actually, that I actually spun up only support, was a Linux server. So it didn't support ASP. So I was like, Oh, I'll just move to PHP then. Nice. So that's actually by mistake.
1: That's funny. So, uh, you've been doing that since 13 or 14. I mean, when did it become like a job for you? Um,
0: I mean, I, in high school, I started, uh, you know, really getting into it and started doing like, you know, side projects and things like that. But I never went to college for it. So I, as soon as I got out of high school, I just started, I started working at a, at a company doing development for, uh, we actually did, uh, it's called MyGov 365. Uh, and basically it, the, the idea was kind of a tracking legislation and things like that. Um, so that was right around 2008 though. So funding was kind of drying up as that housing bubble and everything started to happen with the economy. So that didn't really take off, but that was kind of my first stint into programming.
1: Yeah, and you've been using Laravel for a while now. Like I said, I mean, I saw you at uh, Laracon 2015. So uh, like, what version did you start with? How did you kind of discover Laravel or become a part of the community? So
0: so this, this application that we've been uh, developing, we've been developing uh, probably since I, I started as a freelancer. So actually, during my first job, I was freelancing for the co- company I'm currently at. And we actually started in CodeIgniter, kind of created the minimum viable product. Then we went to FuelPHP, and mm-hmm. FuelPHP kind of imploded at, some, at a certain point. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, right around version 4, at the first Laracon, actually, I went to the first Laracon without ever using Laravel. I had read the documentation. I knew Jesse O'Brien and a bunch of people that were using it. And basically, I said to my boss, hey, you should send me to this because we're, we're looking at Laravel. Uh, went to Laracon and the first one in DC and basically fell in love with Laravel. And so we, we really started converting everything over right around version 4.0. oh. Awesome.
1: awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And that was, uh, you said that it was 2014?
0: Um, I, Maybe 2013. Okay. I, th- I think that was 2013. It was with,
1: a pretty small group at that point, right? The, the first Laracon.
0: Yeah. I think it was only like 120, 150 people, something like that. So, because I, I remember we all fit, we all fit in kind of a, it was like a small room you know, on top of, uh, I don't remember where it was. Um, uh, the living social headquarters had like a, an event room type of thing and we all fit in there. So I, yeah, yeah, that, that was probably right around 150 people.
1: Yeah. So from 150 people up to a venue that holds 600 and 600 more on the waiting list. Right. Yeah.
2: That's crazy. Yeah, That's crazy. So Tom, Um, from, from conference attendee, you're now going to be giving your first presentation this year. Did you want to talk a little bit about, I guess, how you ended up becoming a speaker and, and a little bit about what you're going to be speaking about at Laracon?
0: Uh, sure. So, uh, basically with building this app are basically my talk my talk is going to be on multi-tenancy in Laravel. So having multiple customers have data, you know, in an application in a Laravel application. So basically your, your default software as a service and with with the type of customer we have where they're releasing these you know 100 million dollar properties for people to submit documents on and things like that the the information is really sensitive so one of the things a lot of our customers demand is kind of keeping that data separate from each other obviously you wouldn't want to show 100 million dollar financial documents to somebody who wasn't allowed to see them uh, or from a totally different company that kind of thing so I'm giving a talk on multi-tenancy and basically we, you know, how we deal with multi-tenancy, whether in the different types of multi-tenancy. Um, so there's, as I was telling Jacob before this, there's kind of a, a single database approach to multi-tenancy, and there's multiple databases approach to multi-tenancy. So kind of giving the a talk on the pros and cons of each, and you know how to get you started in each.
1: Yeah, I actually so we got a chance to talk uh, just a little bit before, and I gotta say, I, I thought I had a decent idea around kind of what multi-tenancy involved but we were just talking about some blog posts that you had written out there and i'm really excited to hear this talk i i had just in talking for a couple of minutes there's some really interesting ideas and approaches to how you handle multi-tenancy so i'm uh
2: really excited about this talk i can't wait well thanks i i hope that other people like it (laughs) yeah i think any time that the the main laravel podcast will tweet you know what do you want to hear us talk about multi-tenancy is always a hot button topic so um, I think I think you're onto something with the community there. So I'm really looking forward to hearing the talk because we're doing a bit of uh, a bit of multi-tenancy stuff. You and I have spoken about it briefly in the past as well. So, so obviously you've got quite a bit of experience with all of this stuff, Tom. Um, what what sort of drew you to the prospect of becoming a Laracon speaker?
0: It, it was one of the I, I talked about people. Or sorry, I, I talked to people about how they set up their apps and things like that over the past four Laracons. And basically, every time I got to how we were setting up ours, everyone kind of their eyes lit up and said, Oh, you should give a talk on that. Or Oh, that's an awesome idea. You know, you should create a package. So uh, it's it's something I've kind of noodled on for the past couple of years. But finally, at the last Laracon, I forget who I was telling about or telling how we set up our stuff but they were very adamant that i should (laughs) you know give a talk on it so i I thought about it and when taylor put out the call for docs i i just submitted kind of a three-line thing just you know shoot it out see what happens and i got accepted so awesome uh
2: yeah super excited to to give a talk on it and then you'll very quickly be known as the multi-tenancy guy
1: yeah, that is true. Yeah. Watch out because you will forever now be known as Mr. Multitendency. <laughs> right. You're you're going to be like on Twitter every time somebody has a question, Taylor's going to be like, go talk to Tom. He gave a talk about that. Oh, he, he already did that. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs>
0: so I, he, he, somebody was asking him about it and basically he replied and said, oh, talk to Tom. And I got like 20 Twitter messages with people asking okay. questions, which wasn't a bad thing because it actually I, I now have a folder. Where I just save all of those conversations just so that I can go back to them for my talk and kind of answer the common questions that people might yeah. have
1: awesome. um, we,
0: in my talk. So,
1: you know, the next step though, you know what happens after you give a talk about a topic like this is it's an ebook or it's a course or it's whatever, <laughs> and then you quit your job and become a thousandaire. And yeah, there you go. Make some money on, on you know, being Mr. multi Multi-tenancy, This is a good thing for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, well, let's see. I think that's through the main list of uh, most of our speaker questions we have. One of the things we also are doing is we are asking each speaker to provide us three songs to add to our Lyricon playlist. So this was an idea that Michael had where we're just taking songs that, uh, you know, maybe are within your genre of music that you like. Um, so I won't I won't put you on the spot, but what kind of music do you like?
0: See, th- this is going to be hard because I, I literally like everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like I, I, I can go from you know seventies to current stuff to country to rock to whatever. So do you
1: like do you like Korean pop music? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, so you don't like everything.
0: <laughs> so not everything, but a wide variety of things. Yes,
1: that's like I, I found myself on that playlist the other day on Spotify. i was like K-pop. I'm like, what's this? Oh, I was so, like, oh my gosh, Korean pop. It's a thing. A lot of people like it.
0: I I. Tr- I turned off the the public activity feed of, yeah. of what I listened to because you know you're, you're you're developing something and three hours later you're like five hours into it, or three hours into a Korean pop playlist and you're like yeah it's I don't true know where this came from I don't even like this music I just haven't been paying attention that's yeah. exactly
2: right that's what I think that's what happened so I've turned that activity thing off as well because every now and then you want to go and find something that you liked or a page that you, that's disappeared in Facebook and it's just like hours and hours and pages and pages of michael is listening to this michael is listening to this
1: right yeah right exactly
0: and then your friends see it and they're like hey you were listening to justin bieber for three hours <laughs> yeah. last friday and you're like no i like justin bieber it's so sue me
1: <laughs> i hear that taylor likes justin bieber does taylor like justin bieber one of those guys likes justin bieber taylor swift Taylor, taylor swift. way something <laughs> one of those guys Hey uh okay last thing real quick here so when you said you were submitting a talk did you say you just submitted like a three line so like is it just an idea is uh, so, that what you submitted
0: so basically the form that he uh had out for the call for papers or the call for presentations was basically just a type form uh which basically yeah, had yeah. like four blobs of information you had to put in and yeah i mean the 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 talk was just kind of a general abstract of what you would talk about so I basically submitted, you know, who I am, you know, how I know about this and kind of the general idea of it. And then I also linked to uh, a blog post I had done a couple of years ago that kind of described certain things you can do with single versus multi-database, multi-tenancy setups. So uh, just submitted that. And, you know, it's probably two or three weeks. And Taylor messaged me on Twitter and said, hey, I'm going to accept your uh, your lawyer contact, you know, Hey, send me your headshot and all this other information. So, uh, and then a awesome. couple, couple weeks after that, he announced it officially and good to go.
1: <laughs> Very cool. And now, now the, uh, now the work begins, right?
0: Yeah. Now the excruciating, you know, going through every slide a thousand times to make sure I don't look like an idiot.
1: Uh, yeah. No, you'll do great. You'll do great. Really looking forward to it. Uh, thanks so much for coming on today, man, and taking some time with us.
0: Yeah, no problem. I'm, I was excited to come on, and thanks for having me on.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Michael. You got anything else? Yep, I do. Oh, he does. Go ahead. What man. is? But just speaking about the different levels of multi-tenancy, and I know you're going to go into greater detail at Laracon, so I won't, I won't steal too much content from you. But what is your preference? Do you not only what is your preference? Do you have a separate database for each tenant, or do you just you know have like a tenant ID? Do you prefer one or the other? Do you you know which one do you use primarily for the work you're doing?
0: Right. so so for work, we definitely use uh, separate databases. So basically, uh, and this isn't giving too much away from my talk. So basically we have a separate tenant database and then we have a shared well, separate database per tenant and then we have a shared database that X is kind of the router for that. So inside that table or inside that da- that shared database, we keep things like the mapping from domain name to the tenant ID and things like that. Um, but all of the kind of core information about the client lives in their own database. But really, it, it depends on the type of app you're building. If you have an app that shares data between clients, so for instance, like a tw- not a Twitter feed, but try to think of a good example here. Maybe something like a GitHub where you're going to have both private data and shared data, you know, public data stuff that mixes together. Yep, yep. Um, you probably want to go with a single tenant database or a single database. But if your clients never share information, think something like a Slack um, where they don't share users, they don't share data. Uh, you want to go to something like a multi-database. Yeah, setup. Like
2: maybe an example of using the wrong approach, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe, but I, I was getting at, you know, sure, they don't share sure. users. They don't share yeah. data in
1: that, in that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, it'll be interesting to hear, you know, we had talked a little bit about kind of how you handle migrations across multiple databases like that and how you go about spinning up a database when a user signs up or, or whatever. And those will be some really interesting, you know, some of the finer points that you maybe wouldn't consider If you were just like, oh yeah, multiple databases sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. It's like more like the nitty gritty, like these are the problems you're going to run into if you do that. I mean, it's a trade-off always, right? Right. But uh, it gives you a lot more flexibility. One of the things that you had told me was like, you know, the ability to basically, if you have a really heavy user, you can just take that database and put it on its own you know, server or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And
0: then also, I mean, one of the big things is we've kind of seen in the last couple of years, uh, the software as a service, uh, people are now offering it on premise because a lot of companies... You know, they want to secure their data or they want to make sure if you as a company go away, they still have that application. Um, So in that case, there's no work you need to do to move them to from, you know, your software as a service uh, application to kind of their on-premise setup. So think of like GitHub Enterprise or something like that. It's the same kind of thing where you could just take their database, provision a web server wherever, whether it was in their own data center or on their own AWS account, for instance, and just throw their database into it, and they have all their data. They have everything since the beginning of time. You're, you don't have to split it out, things like that.
1: So, oh, man, the more you're talking about this, the more it sounds like a really awesome
2: option. Yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, Michael, last call. No, Are you no. good? Anything <laughs> yeah. else? Don't. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll get that uh, list of three songs from you later on. Okay, we're not. I've, I've decided that I'm not going to say who owns which song, and and to make that. Uh, more difficult to guess when we got Freik's tracks last week, I mingled them with some other speaker tracks as well. So, not speakers that we've spoken to, but uh, certainly speakers that we'll be attending. So, uh, get them through to me when, when you can and we'll, uh, we'll get that playlist updated. Sounds good. We, of course, I will know. Michael, you'll tell me, won't Maybe. you? I mean, there's nothing <laughs> on the line here. No one... There's, Maybe. There's no prizes or anything, but it might be fun to see if people want to have a stab at guessing the songs, so yeah we'll have the the link in the show notes obviously yeah
1: very cool awesome well thanks again tom it's been good talking man yeah it's been great to be on all right sounds good we'll see you at uh, Laracon nyc in a couple months yep can't wait see you there bye all right take it easy see you guys uh we've got a couple other items we wanted to talk about really only two i think so kind of a light uh news week uh we've got the first one on the list is laravel throw if and throw in less helpers. So this is coming in Laravel 5.5. And what this is, is it's a little global helper method that allows you to quickly evaluate a Boolean and then throw an exception based on its truthiness. So throw if will accept a uh, Boolean for its first argument and an exception for its second argument. And if that is true, if the Boolean evaluates to true, it will throw that exception. If it evaluates to false, it will not. Throw unless, of course, is the exact opposite of that. If it evaluates to true, it will not throw it. If it evaluates to false, it will. So uh, there's a couple different argument ways that you can construct this, depending on how you pass in the arguments. You can either pass in for your second argument a nude up exception with the message that you want to throw with the exception or you can pass just the class as a string reference and then the messages you want after that. In any case, there is a blog post out there on Laravel News that gives you some code snippets you can take a look at, uh, and it will clean up your code a little bit. So pretty cool, I plan on using this in the future for sure. We've also got 5.4.22, which, there's a couple things to note, but one of the biggest ones, I think, is that there was a security fix. Michael, can you tell us about that a little bit?
2: Yes. Yeah, so the, I mean, the- The big part of the release was this security fix, which was to patch up a vulnerability in Laravel 5.4 that allowed phishing attempts on your application. So previously using the password reset system, a malicious user could attempt to trick users into entering their login credentials into a different application that they control. Basically because the password reset notification would use the host of the incoming request. And the host, of course, is something that you can forge using incoming HTTP headers or it can be it can be spoofed easily enough. So if a user didn't notice that after they'd clicked a link in this email that it went to a different application, you know, they might accidentally enter their credentials into that malicious application. So this, this was fixed. It's also been backported into Laravel 5.1 under the LTS support agreement. So 5.1 and 5.4 will have this sorted out as well.
1: Very cool. There was a couple other ones I think we wanted to talk about. One of them maybe you could mention real quick is the make method that was added to the Eloquent Query Builder. Could you kind of talk about that real quick and give us an example of maybe where you'd want to use that?
2: Yes. Yeah, so Caleb Porzio was talking on Twitter a bit and on a podcast that he runs with Daniel Colburn, the benefits of having a make method on the Eloquent models. So this is a lot like the create method, except that when you call make, it will it's basically a, a wrapper for running new. So instead of doing, you know, new post and then passing in your array of parameters, you would do post make and then pass in the array of parameters, which you would think is not partic- particularly useful on the surface. However, when you have to new up, for example, a a related model in a, a has many relationship, you would traditionally do something like, you know, uh, author, post, save, and then you would go new post and then pass all the parameters in there. So in that instance, it's a little bit more useful and a little bit bit nicer to read if you had post make in there um, rather than that inline new post so this one's coming or is sorry already available in laravel 5422
1: yeah i'm looking forward to using this there's a couple places i have one spot in specific Uh, i know that in my controller i have a comment that says to do clean clean up this mess of a (laughs) Uh, set of relationships that has to be put onto a model and I think there's like two or three different relationships that are bound to this one particular one and so it's kind of nasty and this is going to make it this is exactly what I needed so uh, yeah looking forward to using this Uh, the other one that we had talked about a little bit before the show uh, was the eloquent find method which if you've used it before you might have user colon colon find one and you would find that specific user If you wanted to ever pull back more than one user, uh, let's say you wanted to pull back uh, users where their IDs were one, three, and five, you might do something like user, colon, colon, where in user ID and then pass the array one, three, five. Well, basically what what has been pushed into five, four, dot two, two is the ability to pass any arrayable into that find method and get a get a returned collection from eloquent so you would say user colon colon find and then you could pass in an array of one two five or one three five or whatever just a little short array syntax there and it would return you a collection of those three users so it just saves you a couple keystrokes it's a little bit nicer and that uh, is available now so cool
2: yeah well i think that is pretty much all we have this week jake
1: yeah, I think it is. So, light Newsweek, but that's okay. And I am going to give you the responsibility, Mr. Dorinda, of signing us out of this
2: episode number 38. Oh, dear. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is Laravel News Podcast episode number 38. If you would like show notes for this episode, you can find them at laravel-news.com forward slash podcast forward slash 38. If you could like, rate, and review the show on iTunes, five stars or your podcatcher of choice that would be much appreciated and if you have any questions for us you can reach us at laravel news on twitter or via our personal twitter accounts uh i think that is everything (laughs)
1: spot on my friend (laughs) spot on well done all right everybody we will see you in
2: two weeks thanks for listening and uh don't don't think that i forgot about my foreign goodbye this week schlick Is I believe a a name of German origin. So nice, easy one this week. Alvitazen. Alvitazen. What was it? What was it specifically that?
0: Yeah, it's, it's something that I've
2: sorry the audio is cutting yeah it's kind of a little bit michael, michael sorry bang. man Good. Uh, i can turn up my
0: video if that helps
1: yeah um, oh nope, he just dropped out oh oh crap i wonder if his xbox is updating that happens sometimes isn't that funny <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish i was lying right now i'm not i'm sorry t- i'm t- speaking total truth <laughs> it'll be like he's like because it'll be like uh you know we'll be recording and something and he'll be like Oh my gosh! Of course, my Xbox decides to update right now, and it's like in the middle of a podcast, and it's so funny. There he is. Oh, let's oh, see. Yeah. Let's see if his Xbox cut out. Hold on. I can't. I can't <laughs> wait to ask him this. He better include this. <laughs> uh, That's he, fantastic. Yeah, he always does outtakes at the end. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask him to put this in the end about Michael's Xbox kicking his internet connection. <laughs> Was it your Xbox, Michael? <laughs> It must still be updating. He's not moving on his screen. (laughs) I'm going to take this chance to eat a chip here. I've never had these before. I found them in our cafeteria. my gosh, they're delicious. Alright, Michael, do you need us to turn off our videos? I can hear him. Can you hear us, Michael? Can you say anything? Ground control to Major Michael.
2: Hello, I have returned. Nothing. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. There he is. There he is. (sighs) There, There was no... Hey, do you need us to turn off our videos? I don't think so. Like my... There was no warning there. Is your Xbox updating? No, no, I checked. Um... Well, your audio was your audio was really shoddy, and then it dropped. Yeah, I there was no indication that that was going to happen. Hangouts just said your connection is gone now, and then that was it. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I
1: was just I was wondering if it was uh, if your audio was dying because of the Xbox or something. Yeah,
2: no, I'm I'm watching that to make sure nothing is downloading, but um, yeah, it's just this video call. So
1: <sighs> okay. You were going to ask a question before you got booted, so I'll let you pick up there if you want.
2: Yes. Um,
1: do you remember what it was? It was about multi tenancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.